0: the Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here on Todd and Oz. Yeah,
1: 705 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in here at 512-836-0590. Uh, you as a nation, member of this uh, this beautiful country, you went to bed last night with a nation that's in debt about $34 trillion, And well, now, uh, including some Republicans and some Democrats, uh, have approved to, uh, to pass a measure to go even more deeper in debts. No good Yeah, the Senate passes the $96 billion foreign aid package to, uh, to help Ukraine with their border, uh, to help Israel with their border, uh, help Taiwan with their border. But no talk of uh, helping us here in America with our
2: border crisis. And don't forget that little bit of money that uh, even Gaza is getting a little slice of our pie.
1: First
0: on what's happening there on the floor. Chad, where do you, what do you expect to happen now in the House? Passes Senate, now it goes to the House. Yeah, we don't think that this is going to come up right away in the House of Representatives. House Speaker Mike Johnson sent out a statement last night saying that the, the status quo from the Senate was uh, unacceptable. He wanted some border provisions attached to this bill. Remember, that was the plan, that was the ask, that was the demand by Republicans when uh, President Biden made this initial request to help out Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan. Mitch mcconnell made the decision saying you know that's the condition we need to get border security so they took this detour into these border talks for several months and that blew up last week and so some democrats are saying we don't know what you're for because you ask for border security again we can argue the merits or demerits of that bill but they provided that and now republicans are
3: saying oh there's no border security on this so we don't think it's going to come up in the house right away so chad let me ask some on this package so if they want money it's to get like Border Patrol over time and maybe provide, uh, uh, be able to hire more people. Could they have come up with some border money that just kept all the other controversial parts about asylum and about uh, about uh, building soft sided facilities and uh, all these other things that are somewhat debatable? Can we just get more border money? Should more border money have been there for Border Patrol?
0: You had a lot of Republicans saying that they weren't just willing to throw money at this problem. Uh, you know, and, and so this is what was so vexing to many Democrats and, and, and a lot of Republicans is that nobody knew quite exactly what could pass and what right. would be acceptable.
4: And, and a lot of this is the fact that Donald Trump is against this. And, Chad, we saw this play out last week where Donald Trump was against the bipartisan uh international security bill that was Ukraine, Israel, parts of uh, the Pacific and also our southern border. That's right.
0: And, and those statements, I think that that started to contour some of the
4: positioning in the Senate.
0: You know, you heard Lindsey Graham, who is one of the most ardent supporters of aid to Ukraine, uh, suddenly say he was opposed to the bill, but it didn't include board security, even right. though he and his staff were kind of dialed in on on this bill. And, and I think this is very telling about Lindsey Graham uh, here, is that he is not going to the Munich Security Conference right now, which the Senate was supposed to be out this week, and then many uh, bipartisan senators were supposed to go there. He's going to the border. So, again, the former
1: president's comments have changed the politics of this. There you go. Chad Pergram uh, covering this story for us uh, via Fox News uh, at the White House this morning. Uh, You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. I think it was uh, 20-plus, 29 Republicans that voted in favor of
2: this. Yeah, yeah. Including John Cornyn. That's right. That's right. Uh, so so next time you hear John Cornyn talk about how important border security is Right I think you might want to question that a little bit
1: Let's squeeze in, uh, let's see, let's squeeze in Jim uh, Jim is in Georgetown this morning Jim, good morning
5: Hey, good morning, Todd and I You guys are awesome
1: Thank you, Jim Thank you. I
5: listening to Steve Gruber
1: if you know who he is Gotcha you guys. Mm-hmm. So We're glad you're here anyway, now Anyway yeah,
5: yeah, so uh, I'll try to be as quick as I can I'm a retired lieutenant colonel I fought through the Cold War and a bunch of other wars Everything. I, I I disagree with you. I think Ukraine is important. I just think we're
1: going about the thing the whole, Cur- the Cur- whole wrong way. Cur- Colonel, let me ask okay. you this: in, in your assessment, because you've you've got some real military experience, you say Ukraine is important. Why? Why is it important? Yeah, nobody nobody has yeah, sold us I mean, on why. Yeah,
5: which is wrong. They should. Right? Well, they
1: you, you, you 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 right. Colonel, with all due respect, Colonel, you yeah, said yeah, it's yeah, important, yeah, but why? Yeah,
5: okay, yeah. okay. There, there's there's uh, strategic ports there that are very important in Ukraine, and then the other one is from a geopolitical standpoint. You just don't want to let Russia start picking off countries one at a time. Remember, this happened after World War II when they took Czechoslovakia, for instance. And it's just oh, okay, it's just one, okay. So, but there's a there's a way to defeat Russia on this, and I think Trump had the right idea, and and Biden's. And Biden has totally messed this up. The way you defeat Russia on this is to bankrupt them. But you can't bankrupt them when you cut off all of our all of our oil, you cut off all of our natural gas, right? So you make Europe totally dependent on the natural resources that Russia has. That's how Russia's funding this. If if we were at the oil and gas levels that we were selling well, Trump was president. Russia wouldn't be able to get the kind of money that they're getting right now for their natural resources, and they would be broke. That's how we. That's how Reagan beat them in the Cold
1: War. Yeah. Russia just ran out of money, or the Soviet Union ran out of money, right. and the Soviet Union collapsed. But 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 okay. but hang that's, but hang on a second. That's I, the way I, I, I understand you know. the monopoly game of geopolitics. I, I I get what you're going, and maybe that's the reason why we blew up the Nordstrom power, uh, you know, pipeline, right?
5: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, Colonel. Right, Colonel. Who blew it, I, Colonel? I, who blew I, it up?
1: Who blew it up, Colonel?
5: I I don't know. You know, I and probably us.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you know.
1: Well, listen. I
5: I guess I guess that port in Ukraine, guys,
1: it, I, the Ukrainian port, is very important for us, right?
5: Yeah, but but I, I I agree with you too. This is the wrong bill, right? It's real easy to. To fix the border, and you don't need any bills passed yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Also, the you can just put everything back in place that Trump did. Where Trump failed, what the border was, is he should have put a wall up there like Abbott's done with yeah. uh, razor wire. The razor wire
1: seems to work great. I got you. Thank you, Colonel. Appreciate that. 718 here on The Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512 836 0590. Yeah, the U.S. Senate approves a foreign aid package that includes $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $9 billion for humanitarian assistance for Gaza, and nearly $5 billion for the Indo-Pacific, uh, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democrats brought the package up for a vote after Republicans had blocked the $118 billion package that also included I guess some. Uh, I guess. I guess they were throwing something at the border, right? So they had the
2: word "border" written in the
1: bill. That that's was about true. It. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, they pulled the border side of this out of here, and uh, in the end, they approved. Uh, the senators did on a vote uh, that included twenty-nine Republicans. They've approved the ninety-six billion dollars. Well the U.S. has already spent more than 100 billion in aid for mm-hmm. Ukraine since the war began, February 2022.
2: A uh, genuine question: why do we pay taxes? Like seriously. They, 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 they take our money, they, they 34 trillion dollars in debt right now. We're sending 95, 96 billion dollars of our tax dollars or, or hardware that we paid for, all across the globe. Not a dime of any of that is for us, for our border. Why do we pay taxes? It's a great question. I mean, so we can fund wars and and uh, and leave ourselves wide open on the back
1: end. Hey, 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 please, please, please. He's entitled to speak. Uh, John in North Austin this morning. Hey, John.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I just wanted to give you guys uh, and all the listeners a number to uh, think about this morning. Uh, I, most people are, are – n- nobody th- – uh, deals with numbers as big as a trillion in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize just how big of a number that really is. And so I sat down real quick and I just said, okay, if I took hundred dollar bills and I laid them on the table and I started stacking $100 bills, how, you know, how how tall would that stack of a hundred dollar bills be to equal a $1 trillion? Yeah. It's, 700 miles tall. Wow. And yeah. we owe we owe 34 of those 34. in debt. Yeah. And so, you know, as a taxpayer, how many how many $100 bills are taxpayers willing to donate to that stack of money to pay our debt? Yeah.
6: It's
1: a good point. John, look in your crystal so, ball if you would, John, look in your crystal ball. How much will a loaf of bread cost in the year 2037? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, good point. We'll probably find a way to ban bread by then. It is 721. Uh, you can jump in here at 512-836-0590. City Councilman Ryan Alter is really excited about, uh, well, the climate investment plan. Yeah, they, the council this week will uh, take up a resolution authored by uh, uh, the child, uh, Ryan Alter, that asked the city staff to consider uh, ways to fund the climate investment plan. He says uh, a general obligation bond this November is just one of the possible funding mechanisms. Also Alter also wants to uh you know consider a tax rate election allowing voters to hike their own taxes to create a permanent revenue stream for climate programs just like we did in 2020 for Project Connect. That's exactly right. Finally, because many of the initiatives he envisions are related to the energy and water, some of the investments could be covered by Austin Energy and Austin Water Rates. Those th- those things could go up, uh, according to Ryan Alter. Jennifer Verdon, who wanted to be your mayor, uh, and will probably run for mayor again, I would think, someday, maybe. I'd like to see her make another run. Well, anyway, she says the bond rating agencies need to slap these young punks hard. Because uh, uh, e- even our own city manager says... What? Another bond package? No, we can't do
2: that. Mm-hmm.
1: But Ryan Alter is uh, bent on saving the planet, and you Austinites are going to have to
2: finance saving the planet. Oh, he's going to put uh, your children and their children at least into debt, just here locally with, right. with what he wants, because this won't be a cheap initiative, and he's going to want to make a statement. Uh, Andrew is checking in from the domain this morning. Hey, Andrew. Good
1: morning, guys. Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out this uh, environment thing here that they keep going on and on and on about. I mean... Wasn't about almost 100 years ago we had a great Dust Bowl where there's no rain and we had 120-degree weather? Oh, yeah. And I think as of today, there's about 40 times more vehicles on the road than there was back then. It's true. Yeah. You know, so how, well, you know, what now has changed versus back then? That's you a know? good
1: point. That's a good point. Yeah.
2: Plymouth Rock's still not underwater it's not no I thought for sure to be gone by now it's uh the water level I believe is the exact same. I thought for sure to be a boating hazard at this point no, you not, would think
1: right yet. with the sea levels
2: the way they've been rising <laughs> Andrew yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a good point yeah all right
2: thank you Andrew appreciate you checking in well it's you know that, this whole climate thing I mean for a while now it's been uh you you will all be we, we will all be dead in 10 12 15 years because of because of man-made climate change yeah so Uh, I guess the city of Austin believes it's doing its part to save humanity. It is 723. The U.S. Senate
1: overnight passed a foreign aid bill. In a rare overnight vote, 70 senators
2: supported a $95 billion foreign aid package for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan and Gaza. Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on the floor of the Senate.
1: American leadership will not waver, will not falter,
2: will not Fail. 26 republicans two democrats and one independent voted no some republicans tried to filibuster the deal over a lack of border security provisions and the overall price tag the bill now faces an uncertain future in the house where speaker johnson has said he believes each part of the bill should be voted on separately on capitol hill ryan schmelz fox news here's what senator Rand paul he did a little bit of a
1: filibuster uh, leading into the vote overnight he says this bill gives the middle finger to the american taxpayer and Paul said on the house floor before that fine about this bill gives the finger to all of America. This bill is Ukraine first and America
2: last. He's right. I, I I'm 100% that that previous monstrosity of a bill that that still contained you know the word border in the bill and they called it a border security. That one also was America last. Yeah. And nothing that they've put forward here is, and I don't expect to see as, as long as these people who are in Washington D.C. right now and taking up space, as long as they're all allowed to, to continue to be in office, I don't I don't see America ever being put first again.
1: Senator J.D. Vance, uh, he got a chance to uh, to speak with Tucker Carlson on his show about this uh, this legislation, uh, it, and, and this was just ahead of the votes.
3: Republican senators, who's bothered to make the counter case, and that would be J.D. Vance of Ohio, who joins us now from the United States. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. If you wouldn't mind telling us where this legislation is right now, what you expect to happen, and what you think should happen. Yeah, Tucker, so there are two big things that will happen here. So tonight we will clear a major procedural vote, or we won't. So this is really the best opportunity tonight to kill this legislation. Encourage everybody to do everything that they can. Contact everyone they can to ensure that we actually do kill the legislation. It is very close. Uh, The Democrats have banded together with 17 Republicans. We only need eight of those Republicans to flip their vote to kill this thing. And I think that we'll get at least one uh, who will, in fact, flip their vote. So that, that that's where it sits in the Senate. The second thing, and frankly, the best opportunity we have to kill this is in the House. Uh, and that's part of what I'm trying to do is notify people about how bad this legislation is so that after it clears the Senate, if it does, then it goes to the House and the House has a real opportunity to at least make it better, uh, but hopefully kill it. And I, and I want to say just, just a couple of things here, Tucker, that are extremely important to know about this legislation. Number one is that it sends $61 billion to Ukraine to fund, as you said, a hopeless war in Eastern Europe It will decimate the Ukrainian population even more than it's already been decimated. So it's a terrible, terrible piece of legislation on the policy. The second thing I want to say, Tucker, though, is that it doesn't just fund Ukraine in 2024. And this is the most important point. It actually funds Ukraine in twenty-five and twenty-six. Now, what's the problem with that? Say, for example, that we have a new president in 2025, that president would be handcuffed by the promises that we are making in law to Ukraine today. If you go back to to 2019, Tucker, to try to give you a sense of why this matters. In 2019, the U.S. House impeached then-President Donald Trump on the theory that they had appropriated money to Ukraine. And Donald Trump refused to send it to Ukraine. So if Trump is elected president again and become president on January of 2025, he will conduct diplomacy. And if that diplomacy does not include sending additional billions to Ukraine, there is a theoretical argument, a predicate, if you will, for impeaching Donald Trump because they have tried to tie his hands. And the final point I'll make on this, Tucker, is that The Washington Post has already as I already said, based on leaks from inside the intel community, the purpose of this legislation is to tie a future President Trump's hands. We're not just sending billions to Ukraine in 2024. We're trying to make it impossible for the next president to conduct diplomacy on his terms. It's anti-democratic, and it will lead to endless war in the, all over the world.
1: There you go. Senator J.D. Vance and Tucker's uh, show there on X. 7.35 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Let's squeeze in a, a call real quick. Let's get to uh, Billy and Driftwood. Billy, good morning. What's on your mind? Well,
4: morning, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, By the way, that wreck is on 1826, about a quarter mile north of uh, Salt Lake, and it looks to be pretty bad when I just drove through it.
2: 1826. Okay. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate that.
4: Uh, anyway, listen, listen um, they're lying to us again about climate change. When are we going to learn? I mean, they it doesn't matter what the issue is they lie about it and we need to start hammering back with the truth and i mean hammering back yes you know and going back and saying okay you said that we'd be dead 50 years ago check this out and then play a clip and then play a clip of gibraltar still being there play a clip of downtown new york still being there Mm. i mean they're lying to us it's right in front of our face we have to start fighting back and it doesn't matter what the issue is whether it's climate whether it's guns, whether it's abortion, whether it's white supremacy, whether whatever kind of hate they're preaching, we need to preach back the truth with a kind of kind, compassionate message, but a solid message that, it's, that they're lying.
1: Yeah.
2: No, I'm with you, Billy. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, now you know they're they're so fearless with their lies. It used to be politicians would lie to you, but it was it was all subtle behind the scenes. They tell you one thing and then do something different. Now they just come out with with their DEI press secretary or, or whoever, and they just say flat out lies. No one calls them on it, and and their constituents all just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they said it, so it's true. They just eat it up. It is 736. Uh, got an update uh, in,
1: in regards to that church shooting in Houston. Yeah, according to the story, by the time that Janice Morano, a.k.a. Jeffrey Escalante, walked into the Lakewood church uh, on Sunday afternoon and opened fire, she already had a, a trail of police encounters. And that's all according to court records and social media posts mm-hmm. and her estranged husband, mm-hmm. who said she was violent. Uh, Marino, 36, first uh, arrested on a misdemeanor charge back in 2005. And over the next 19 years, she had, uh, you know, reg- regular contact with law enforcement. And charges ranged from forgery to assault to a theft. Uh, and, and, and her latest arrest before the church shooting was in uh, 2022 in, in Katy, Texas. Yeah, the KDPD picked her up. Court records show that she, she had a couple of weapons she wasn't supposed to have during a traffic stop. She served a couple of days in jail. Uh, the the Katy Police Department uh, destroyed those guns. Now, while our criminal charges came and went on the civil side, records would show that Moreno has a long history of dealing with mental illness. Moreno's husband painted a, a troubled picture in, in a divorce record obtained by ABC 13. Uh, we get more on the story.
6: Open the champagne. Hang on Pop a second. the cork. Hang on a second. Here it is. Here's the story. It happened just before 2 p.m. Sunday as a Spanish language service was about to begin in the Houston megachurch. In audio from a cell phone video, you can hear several shots being fired from the hall just outside the sanctuary. Commander Chris Hasek with the Houston PD Homicide Division says 36-year-old Genesee Moreno arrived at the church with her 7-year-old son and two rifles. She confronts with the son and the rifles. A security guard doesn't shoot him but begins to open fire as she enters the hallway, again with her 7-year-old in tow.
3: Multiple rounds are fired by her at which point uh, officer Moreno of the Houston police department working an approved extra job at the location as well as TABC agent Herrera returned fire.
6: He says HPD officer Moreno and Texas alcohol and beverage control agent Herrera confronted the shooter just minutes after she began shooting with an AR style rifle and they returned
3: fire. She eventually falls to the ground. The seven year old child falls to the ground as well from gunfire.
6: One uh, gunshot wound to the head. The shooter is pronounced dead. The child is rushed to the hospital where, at the filing of this report, is in critical condition. The investigation so far has found the shooter had a history of mental illness, went by several aliases, and was even placed under emergency detention in 2016. The question is, how does someone with an extensive history of mental illness, and some reports say even a weapons charge, legally purchase two rifles? FBI Special Agent Doug Williams.
2: How she got the weapon,
6: why she did this, uh, we're not there yet. As to why the motive, they do have some possible leads, although confusing, including on the buttstock of the rifle was a sticker that read Palestine, and they found some anti-Semitic writings at her home. Commander Hasek says the only thing they can say with some certainty
3: is... She acted alone. We do believe this was what we term a, a lone wolf, lone suspect situation. We do not believe this is part of a larger nexus. She is not part of a larger group. The investigation continues. I'm Jim Rupin.
1: All right, there you go. Listen, uh, there's no doubt that this individual had some sort of gender dysphoria. Yeah. Right? Gender dysphoria can lead to violent activities. It really can. I mean, that's been proven over and over again over the past few years alone. Was this a biological woman, a biological man? Who knows? I know that her estranged husband referred to her as Jeffrey Mm -hmm. insinuating that she was trying to transition to a man, maybe, or a man pretending to be a woman, vice versa. Who knows? It really doesn't matter. The bottom line
2: is gender dysphoria is a mental health issue. Yeah, yeah. And, I I, you know, the the left, I've already seen on social media trying to spin this – this particular situation, this this is not a mental health or, or, or trans issue. This is a gun issue. This is all about again AR style rifle. Uh, isn't it interesting though that the left did everything they could to invent like a white supremacist terror scare, and they ended up creating their own ended up trans being, terror rampage in the process. Ended up being uh, radical
1: Islam and gender dysphoria. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. The mental illness of gender dysphoria is already violence, and the radical Islam in her. That's
2: always violence. Mm-hmm. This is uh, I, I, this is was created. This was created by, by the left. You know all, all that rhetoric. I mean this this is what this is what it's it's turning into now. Yeah. You know and and it's. I mean we've had what a what, horrific scene what, five it... six. Uh, you know in, in you know with the the whole mental health gender dysphoria thing mm-hmm. uh, of of the recent shooters. You know that was a kind of a a defining factor among all. Of sure. It. It's just very frustrating mm-hmm. actually.
1: Uh, And and the truth is, there is mental illness here. Gender dysphoria is a very dangerous dysphoria. I don't know why we go out of our way to affirm it. 7.46 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. 22 Republicans help the Senate Democrats uh, approve a very controversial foreign aid bill without any border security provision here in America. Uh, kind of a Ukraine-first piece of legislation totaling $96 million, rather $96 billion, $60 billion of that going to uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. and uh, also Israel, Indo-Pacific, Taiwan. But it includes nothing whatsoever to protect your border. What do you think about that? Especially you progressives here in Austin. What do you think about protecting our border, Uh, now, how about that? That would be nice. Why? Seriously, you progressive lefties here in Austin, Texas, in in, in Central Texas, why is supporting Ukraine's border so important to you? Is it because Donald Trump's against it? So you got to be for it? What is the real reason why you're okay to commit
2: fiscal child abuse against other people's grandkids? I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that it's just Donald Trump, you know, if anything Donald Trump might support, sure, they will be against or vice versa. Uh, I, I think that a lot of it has to do though. I, I just, I think a lot of our elected officials there in Washington have been compromised over their very, 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 very lengthy terms, uh, or times that they've been in Congress or, or, or the Senate. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of things that, that need to stay secret over there that we've got bio labs that they, you know, and, and, and of course the, the main reason that you're going to get from Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, guys like that is, uh, Putin will just roll through Europe like he's the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler if we don't pay this. Is that true? No, I don't, I don't believe it, that to be true at all. But that's what a lot of lefties say, right? That's, that's what they say, that Putin is is marching
1: to take over a bunch of countries. Well, if that is the truth, I haven't heard Joe Biden say that. I haven't heard other uh, military uh, you know, uh, thinkers say that, right? And if that is true, well, I'm not sure just kind of pussyfooting around a war is going to stop him. No. If you really think he's hell bent to be the next Hitler and over
2: overpower a bunch of countries, well, you should stop him tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You should, uh, but but that's not what's going to happen. I, I, I genuinely do not think that that Russia has any intention of of expanding its its borders into Europe. I don't think they can. Mm. I don't think they physically,
1: financially can. Mm. And I just wonder, a couple of texters have pointed this out this morning, that this vote last night in the Senate only emboldens Russia and their alliance with China. It makes them want to build an alliance with those other countries. Sure does. Maybe even Iran. Yeah. Maybe even uh, maybe even Hamas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 749, jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, I'm just curious you 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 democrats here in town uh how, how do you feel about your wide open border just a few hours to your south and then uh, all of your your money now going to take care of a border in Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan. And don't forget the 9 billion for Gaza. That's right. Cuz we got to fund human- the other side. Humanitarian
2: aid. We got we got to fund both sides, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And not a dime for you, for me, for any of us, for our veterans, for our homeless people, for our public schools uh nothing it's just it's just uh, well, certainly not not a dime for our border security it is 750 uh jump in at
1: 5128360590 uh according to uh fox news and documents have been released uh illegal aliens have used this the border patrol's uh one app 64 million times uh to request entry into the
2: united states wow 64 million times that's that's quite hefty <laughs> I, th- these numbers are just going to continue to climb. And, you know, if that border bill, or, well, the, the previous bill that, mm-hmm. that was proposed had passed, it would have codified into law that we could have, well, as many as 8,500 in one single day. Oh, side note, uh, John
1: had voted yes on that Ukraine aid package. Check this out. Uh, it is uh, 751. Generation Z is flocking to Texas. Uh, the age group that stretches from uh, their teens to early 20s is looking for jobs and cheap urban housing. You're flocking to Austin, Texas? Uh, Glenn Hammer with the Texas Association of Business says the influx of young workers helps bolster the state's image as a cool place to live and work.
5: We have four of the ten largest cities in the country, and the economy is diversified. So whatever your talents may be, you will be able to find
3: a great job.
1: You know, this study done by uh, the real estate website Zillow found that Texas well, is uh, landing the most Gen Z movers, beating out California and Florida.
2: You know that that line there about uh, it bolsters Texas' image as a cool place to live and work. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of young people are, are. I mean, I know that there are plenty of conservative young people, but there are a lot of very liberal young people who look at Texas and say, "Ah, it's just a bunch of cowboy racists with guns down there."
1: I didn't think Gen Z would want to come to I Texas
2: with our abortion laws, and right? That, yeah. Right,
1: and that too. How does that make sense, right?
2: But uh, I guess when you're when you're comparing uh, Texas cities with San Francisco, New York, Boston, places like that with with just sky-high cost of living. I guess probably is quote cheaper <laughs> cheap urban housing when you when you compare it to anything over there, but still it's not cheap by any stretch. Yeah. By any and it's only getting worse. All and you hear it all the time here at City Hall, affordability crisis. Right. We've said that. I've said that pretty much Every year that, uh, that I've, I've, I've been with KLBJ, we've talked about an affordability crisis.
1: Well, I just wonder you know, uh, Glenn Hammer, the Texas Association of Business, says Gen Z is flocking to Texas.
2: Are they flocking to Austin? Well, I, w- I would have to assume so.
1: Right, just because it's the, the big liberal city that young people might like, right?
2: Right. Like that's got the. I would think when you talk about like cool, hip places in Texas, I would think that Austin would probably take the top spot in terms of that reputation. But you're not going to find cheap housing here Yeah, at, at all. Listen, the Austin
1: Police Department, they welcomed seventy-nine cadets to the academy this week. Uh, and continues to, you know, the department facing a massive shortage of, uh, of workers. Not only at, uh, you know, the call centers, but, uh, you know, just a rank and file. Mm-hmm. Austin Police Association President uh, Michael Bullock, he recently told us here on the Todd and Oz Show that everything changed after 2017. Uh, here's what he had to say. Every year since then,
4: we have lost more officers than have hired. You can uncategorically say... That the contract is the single biggest influence when it comes to us being able to recruit and retain officers
1: here. Yeah, the contract talks remained stalled with the city for months. Well, actually, since uh,
2: Mayor Kirk Watson took office, if you think about it. For for most of his time since he's been in office.
1: That was one right. of the first things he did. He said no to the four-year deal that city attorneys and the uh, Austin Police Association agreed to. So it was back to the drawing board. And basically what happened is, uh, is, is the
2: mayor allowed some activists to file a lawsuit. That's right. And so now we have a situation where you've got the Austin Police Association asking a district court judge to step in, intervene in this lawsuit, because the, the union doesn't feel that it can do any sort of negotiating on a new contract while this this is, uh, this is lawsuit has been filed. Uh, basically, Equity Action wants access to these confidential G files. Chapter 143 of the Texas Local Government Code prevents that. And we passed Proposition A, the Voter Police Oversight Act, whatever, last year. Right. And so Equity Action sitting here saying, we are demanding access to these personnel files. Uh, and the union says no. You're you're asking us to break state law, so you know until that is resolved, no, there will be no movement on the contract, guaranteed. Yeah, uh, but but so that but that's where we are. The latest on that, the APA is hoping the judge will step in and intervene. Here. So we've had uh, 79
1: new cadets. Mm-hmm. That'd be the first cadet academy of the year, right? Yes, right. So yes, I, I'm just curious how many police officers have we lost this year so far in 2024.
2: Good question, because I think we lost more than 150 for the year last year. Right, we we may have lost a few, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the the total that we lost last year is is significantly more than just what we have in the academy now.
0: The Todd and Oz Show weekday mornings, five to ten on News Radio KLBJ.